We're joined now by Rob Volman, the author, author of The Hockey Abstract, and he has been working in the analytics world for quite some time, and he joins us here on Blue Lunch on TSN 1050. How are you doing, Rob? Oh, I'm doing fantastic. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Thank you for taking some time. So what do you think took so long here for the for the hockey world to pick up its socks and jump into the pool with the analytics crowd, considering how many of these guys and how many departments have been created this offseason? Well, I think there's two things going on. I mean, first of all, it's not just that uh, more teams are getting on board. I think it's also that more teams are going public uh, with the fact that they're using analytics. Um, it's always been very secretive in the past. I mean, analytics guys have been hired and used in the past, but it was really kept hush-hush, whereas now teams are a little bit more prepared uh, to tell people uh, who they've hired and who they're working with and what they're trying to do in terms of analytics. But at the same time, I mean, analytics, like any other uh, field, uh, when it's new, uh, it takes time to really uh, you know, present it in a way that's helpful and relevant and can actually move the needle. And uh, I think teams are, are starting to feel comfortable with analytics now. When you approach analytics and how it can be applied to a hockey team, how can it help the day-to-day workings of a team? I'm not really convinced there's a, a great deal of value in the day-to-day. Um, I think the, the two strongest sources of value when it comes to analytics, first, is just a sort of a field test. Uh, when, you know, when a team has you know, reached a certain conclusion about a player or about a team or about a situation, you know, the analytics can come in as sort of that sober second thought to either challenge that conventional wisdom or to confirm it. And secondly, as sort of a, an efficient way to mine all the games in all the different leagues and all the different players to really narrow something down to maybe just a handful of games and players and situations that a team is actually interested in. Rob Volman, author of Hockey Abstract, joining us here. Uh, Rob, if you were Kyle Dubes or if you were you know, Daryl Metcalf, the owner of the ExtraSkater.com website, and you were in a room with Randy Carlisle for the first time, how would you? What would your pitch be to him in terms of like why he should jump on board with the analytics community? And when Randy, you know him, him coming in is saying, "Look, I want a Stanley Cup with Anaheim. I, I've played the game for a number of years. I know how what good hockey looks like." So, what would you say to Randy Carlyle if you were sort of meeting him for the first time? Well, the first thing I would do is uh, I get him to sign a hockey card. But after that, nice. I would. Uh, I, I, would, I would ask him what he's trying to achieve with the Maple Leafs um, because first you have to sort of see you know, where he's going and how he's trying to go about it because I don't want to present a plan which is sort of completely at odds with what he's trying to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the same time, yeah, I would uh, chat with him about possession uh, because I think already now the Leafs and, and a lot of the mainstream are starting to accept the idea that uh, whether you use analytics or not, uh, the Leafs did truly have an issue with possession last year and that really does need to be addressed. And so I think I'd emphasize how analytics can be used to address that possession issue, how it can be used to identify where the problems might be, how to identify sort of, you know, how to, how maybe how to address those sorts of things. So I think my first conversation will be about how to address the possession issue. Yeah, I think it's going to be very interesting to see how that clash may play out. More behind the scenes. We may never be truly privy to it all, but Carlisle and Nonis, quite frankly. I mean, they're old school guys. They've been a part of the community for a long, long time. And by all accounts, the way that they approach the game doesn't necessarily jive with the way some of these new hires in the analytical world 
might approach it. And it gets, yeah, that gets back to my earlier question about the day-to-day workings. I mean, if you're Randy Carlisle and you receive an email from the analytics department saying, hey, last night this happened or that happened or I would suggest doing this or that, I can't imagine, A, he's even going to open it. <laughs> B, if he does, he's not going to flush it immediately and say, hey, you guys stick to crunching the numbers. I know what I'm doing behind the bench, and I'm going to continue to do what I'm doing behind the bench. And I think that's what's going to be interesting long-term, to see how that applies to the coaching, Rob. Like, we think about crunching numbers, how it can apply to free agents, how it can apply to maybe trading guys or bringing in guys or maybe working systems collectively going into a new season. But what can coaches really do with this information? And if they do have a possession problem, Okay, you can acknowledge that they do, but are we far along down this path to be able to make the necessary adjustments to get back to a quality possession game? You know, I, I agree with you completely on this. And in fact, I was just recently having a conversation with the team about this, about what I would say to a coach uh, using analytics. First of all, I don't often talk to coaches. I don't frequently talk to the coaches. I think that's a very separate, what they do and what I do are fairly separate. There's not a lot of overlap between it. But if I am going to have a conversation with a coach, I would probably sit down and, and bring out a player usage chart. Uh, and the player usage chart is the simple mechanism that shows whether the players are being used in the offensive or defensive zone, whether they're being used against the top lines or the depth lines, and how the team does possession-wise in each of those situations. So I'd crack at a player usage chart, and I, the two of us would look it over, and we'd sort of look at how he's using those players and maybe if there might be a more effective deployment for those players. But even that, you know, is a little bit of a stretch. I, I really doubt that if I showed Randy Carlisle a player usage chart, that he'd really be shocked with anything he saw. Rob Rob Volman, by the way, joining us, the author of Hockey Abstract. Possession is, is obviously a key stat in all the, the analytics world. It is, it is sort of a tricky thing as well, though. I mean, what if, what if one team is kind of hemming Washington in the whole time and then Retchkin just grabs the puck, goes down and scores? I mean, that, those kind of things are going to happen, obviously, throughout a year. But my question, though, is do we need to see more proof that, that you know, Corsi and Fenwick and these sort of things are, lead to actual results? Because if I'm not mistaken, New Jersey, a team, were they not like in the top five of, of the Corsi the last couple of years yet? You know, they missed the playoffs. So what does this all mean? Do we need to see more of a sample size, do you think, before we see actual results or proof? No, I don't think so. Uh, but I do see where you're going. Um, you want to stop short with saying something like possession is the be-all, end-all. Mm-hmm. It's the only thing that matters because there's goaltending, there's special teams, there's shooting, there's all sorts of other things. And there is no one element of the game, which is the, the magic bullet. But people have always known that possession is key. You don't need a copy of Hockey Abstract to know that. Yeah. You know, there's, in order to win games, you have to score goals. To score goals, you have to have the puck. And that's, that's a simple concept that people have known for a long time. I think what's new is the whole fact that now we actually have a way of recording possession or counting possession. That's something that maybe we didn't have 10 or 20 years ago uh, readily available. And so I think what's going on here, it's more demonstrating that, yes, our numbers and our statistics actually do match possession. And improving possession will improve the numbers. And when the numbers go up, that typically means that possession has improved. But as far as establishing the importance of possession, I think that's been, I mean, we've known that for a long time. When it comes to scouting the opposition and the other teams in the league, how advantageous could this information be in terms of developing a game plan 
or knowing what kind of an attack you're going to be dealing with? I think the most useful thing is, um, see, I tend to look at hockey as sort of six sub-games, and those sub-games are the ability to bring the puck out of the zone, the ability to enter the opposing zone, the ability to translate that possession in the opposing zone into a shot, and then, of course, the ability to prevent those three things. And players excel uh, in different ways, in different combinations in those six sub-games. And I think the real value here is taking a look at how the players perform in each of those six sub-games and then using that information to match your lines against your opponents and to key in on the right players and in the right situations. Really appreciate you taking time. The website is HockeyAbstract.com. The book is out there. You can find it as well online and in stores, Hockey Abstract. He is the author, Rob Volman, joining us here on Blue Lunch. Appreciate it. We'll do it again soon. Thanks, Rob. Yeah, anytime, guys. Thanks, Rob.